Hi, this is Sam. And this is Anuel. And this is Murderous Intention. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, so last week was pretty like wow factor, you know? Um, this is our last week of, um, Black History Month episodes, um, so I want to make it with a little bit of, like, always a mystery, something to leave you off thinking, but before I go into that, um, I think, and you will, you have something to say. Um, actually, yes, um... We told you that um, we told you last week that if we get any um, new updates on the Ahmed Arbery case, we will let you know. And um, we found out that on Tuesday, a jury found the three white Georgia men who murdered Ahmed Arbery guilty on federal hate crimes, determining that they were motivated by racism when they chased the 25-year-old. Ahmed Armer, Ar, Ahmed Armer, oh my God. Yeah, Arbery, um, through the neighborhood. So um, now they got, they already have life imprisonment through the regular criminal case. Mm-hmm. And now, the, now, now they're charged with federal hate crime. So I'm not sure if that's going to add any more time, if that's going to add uh, death penalty or anything like that. But I'm glad that they came up with that determination because I think it's the right decision. All right. That is is the update. Okay, so what we'll do is when we find out what the verdict is on that and, like, what's going on with their sentence to see if they prolonged it, we'll definitely let you guys know and update you guys on that. Um, Now... What would you, I'm gonna ask you the question? We haven't done this part, this thing in a while, but what yeah. would you do if you find out days later that your child ha, is deceased, but you don't find out from the cops, you find out from the landlord. Wait, what? <laughs> so that's. I, I heard it. You don't have to repeat it. I heard what you said. Okay. I'm just like, wait, what? So this um... is our my question. This is my question to anybody and everybody. Um. So let's say you have a child. If you don't, just think about it. Okay, and what your actions would be. You have a child. Um, who 
you guys constantly will message each other, constantly see each other. You know, granted, here and there she'll be quiet because she's probably busy with whatever. He or she. We're going to put mm -hmm. he or she. Um, and then yeah. one day you go to visit your child because they're not answering the calls or whatever. And on the door, you're getting told to contact the landlord. The landlord tells you your child is deceased. Okay, if I'm warning, if I'm warning, why the fuck would the landlord tell me not the police? So that is what today's case is about. Um, it's not just about being told by the landlord. It's also the fact of how this child, and I'm going to call her a child because at the end of the day, she is somebody's child. Um how she was found, her circumstances, and the lack of investigation in the first few hours was done and the respect and dignity that was shown to her and her family. And I do say the lack of respect and dignity showing. Um, so I definitely think that should be one of our questions that we ask um our lovely public is what's their opinion get let's get in with us on this okay guys um so this is actually an ongoing case um so i don't have any new factors or court um if there are it's an ongoing case um so bear with us the information is very minimum as still there are things coming out on it I just, um, I saw it on a YouTube, on a YouTuber, and it kind of made me realize, was like, wait, you know, I, I thought we were above this. I thought, you know, we actually would do more for our people mm -hmm. of ethnicity. Um, and apparently, not everywhere gets the concept. No. Um... So this actually takes place um, in Norwalk, Norwalk um, Connecticut. So that's not far. Um, so let me just give you guys a little bit of info about this young lady. Her name is Lauren Smith Fields. She was born January 23rd, 1998. Um, her mother's name is... Oh, I just had this and now I just lost it. <laughs> so her mother's name is Chantel Fields. Um, and they apparently had a very good communication with each other, as I said previously. Um, so Lauren graduated from Stanford High School and she was a student at Norwalk Community College and her goals were to become a physical therapist. She was act like most okay. most of this generation, you know, they're active on social media, posting about beauty and travel. Um, she did have her own YouTube channel. Um, I don't believe that there was a lot of videos on there. Um, I did, you know, skim through it. Um, just trying to still active. Um, from what I saw, it seemed like it's still active. Um, I don't know if it was just, you know, people re, 
redoing her videos kind of like that uh, you know like gotcha. reposting it i'm not sure what was the, what was going on but i did get to see some stuff um now from what everyone has said is that she was a very hardworking, youthful woman and she wanted to start her own business to help fund her education um okay. like i said um so she lived in an apartment of bridgeport connecticut while she was in oh. school in the community college um, and while she was in school, she also worked as an eyebrow specialist and a babysitter. Wow. Yeah. So this is a busy girl who was like nonstop doing things, making sure to reach her goals. Um, she even right. would leave herself notes um, on her mirror and around her mirror. Um, just, you know, saying what she needed to get done with her life, what she wanted to get done. Um, so it was basically she was giving herself some affirmations um, and making sure she reached those goals, you know, and some of those goals were just yeah. like basically, you know, finish college, become a physical therapist, you know, your basic, you know, goals and wants. Um, her... Very driven to, to do all that, though. Not a lot of people do that. No, not a lot of people do. Um, and it seems like she was very determined to reach her goals from um, everything I have, you know, looked on and read. Um, everybody says almost the same thing. You know, she was very determined. She had goal setting. There was, however, um, kind of like a confusion. Um, one article says she wanted to be a cosmetologist. But every other article I read said physical therapist, so um, I went with the majority of physical therapist. So there we go with that. Um, also, no. her mom even states that, you know, they would go to the nail salon and everybody there loved her. Um, her daughter was very bubbly and a hugger. She loved traveling, working out regularly at a nearby LA fitness and ordering matcha tea so i'm like oh, okay very healthy and you know this girl really is wanting to put in what she wants you know so kudos to her unfortunately you know it was taken away so quickly but i like the fact that she was she was driven she knew what she wanted and she was doing what she had yeah. to do to get there you know yeah definitely. so so um on December 8th of 2021, so this all, all this happened last year, just to let you know. Um, and that's wow. why the okay. information is very minimum, but we are going to discuss a lot of things and our opinions on how things went. Um, Lauren, she went on Bumble, on the Bumble app, which is a dating app. Um, and it's basically where the girls um, could go ahead and it's kind of like gives the girls that domain of where... I'm going to interact with you. It lets the girls, you know, be first to approach kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and she met a white male named Matthew LaFrontine. Lef kind of like LaFountain, but it's LaFrontine. Um, now, here's the thing. A lot of articles didn't want to say his name. I, on the other hand, if you have nothing to worry about then don't worry unless you got something that you're hiding then you need to worry <laughs> you know so right. Correct. 
Um, and as of right now, it's just, um, he's just the last person that saw her and was there. Okay. So I'm not going to accuse him. And that's why I said, if you're, you got nothing to hide, then don't mind me saying your name. If you got something to hide, still don't come at me because you know what? The evidence shows that you're just the last person that was there and that's all I'm broadcasting. Right. Um, so they decided to meet on the 11th, um, and in one article said that he supposedly said that she wanted her, she wanted him to pay the for, for a $40 manicure, which everyone, everybody's said that would never have been, you know, she was one who was very into paying her own way, and she basically knew nothing in life was for free, it's better to pay your own way and know that's how you got there. Um... So, now, according to his side, because we can't ask her, um, but according to his version and what the record shows is that on December 11th, her date, which is, he's a 37 years old white male, okay? And I keep saying white, but it's just, it's the way that they all put it. Um, so, I really don't care about your race. I just care about what is your actions. What are you doing? Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So he told the investigators that he had first connected with um, with Lauren on Bumble, which it was, it was a popular dating app. Um, and she invited him over to her apartment after three days of chatting. So on the evening okay. of December 11th, they ate food. Um, they drank tequila with mixers. They played games, and then they began to watch a movie. At one point, typical yeah, typical thing, you know. Um, so at one point, she went outside to meet with her brother, and when she returned, she went to the bathroom for about 10 to 15 minutes. Now, they say that the thing that she brought to her brother was his laundry. Others just say something, you know, so... It's it's a little bit like what did she bring? But everybody, a majority of the places say that it was laundry that she brought to her brother. So she probably just like helped him with his laundry or you know, whatever. Um, siblings do. So yeah. Um. So then um. Her he goes and tells. The investigators that they continued to watch the movie and then she fell asleep on the couch and he carried her to her bedroom now here's where i'm like okay that was gentleman of you you can't put her in her bedroom now the next thing he does is i'm like mm, no sir you should have just you should have just went you should have just went to your home She's asleep, you know, just go to your home. So instead of him just going home as his date is asleep, um, he decides he's going to fall asleep next to her. Now, he says he also slept with his clothes on, but still, my opinion is, how are we supposed to really know that? We weren't there. Yeah. You know? Um, he said that when he woke up at 3 a.m., 
to use the bathroom. She was still asleep and she was snoring. Um, so she was alive at 3 a.m.? Yeah, so at 3 a.m. she was alive. Now, um, then he says, but when he woke up again at 6.30 a.m., she was laying on her right side. Blood was coming out of her right nostril onto the bed, and she was not breathing. So then he decided to call 911. Okay. I... Okay. What's up? Uh, so in three hours that you were asleep from three to six thirty, three and a half hours. From what you're saying, because of course she cannot say anything, she's dead. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that you're making it sound, or he's making it sound, excuse me, that someone came in and killed her and you didn't know nothing about it. Well, here's the thing, and this is where I find it very, very odd. Remember earlier, he said that, and let me just re recap this. I'm going to recap it, okay, guys? He says that after she went outside to give her brother whatever, right, she returned and went to the bathroom for 10 to 15 minutes. I don't know what he means by that because maybe, maybe she had to pee. Maybe she had to, you know, um, maybe she was, throw up all that tequila. maybe, yeah, maybe she had to throw up the tequila and then she decided to brush her teeth because nobody wants that stinky right. breath, you know, a girl, I, I can right. see her being like, oh wait, I just threw up. Let me brush my teeth. Let me recompose myself, you know, and yeah. then. I could go back onto my date. So I don't know why the relevance of how long she took in the bathroom was being honest, but that's going to come into play later. Okay. Okay. Now, my thing is whoever really knows what time exactly they wake up in the middle of the night. Not many people, unless you have a clock or unless, you know, like this, there has to be a, the TV's on and it's the 6 o'clock, 6 a.m. news. Like, that's the only, like, you, he, they must, she must have had a clock in the room or something for him to know, or he's hiding something and wants to be very specific. That's the only two things that I can think of. Like, that's what I'm thinking, because there's half of the time, like, if I got to wake up in the middle of the bathroom to use the bathroom, I mean, if I got to wake up in the, if I got to wake up in the middle of the night to use the ladies room, I'm not worried about the time. I just want to go use the bathroom and then get back to bed because I am tired. Um, on okay. On occasions, if I'm staying awake because I can't go back to sleep, then I'll look at the time to say, okay, what what was that? Like, why did why am I up? What time is it? You know, yeah. is it is it that just my my brain is telling me, hey, in an hour you're gonna go and wake up anyway, so you might as well just stay awake. 
Um, yeah. Other than that, I'm, I'll go back straight back to sleep. I don't care. You know, I'm not caring about the time. So that's where I find it like a little bit like, what? So apparently he did the good thing, which was he called 911 and let them know. Um, so uh, an officer, now this is what an officer says. Okay. And the officer's name, the responding officer's name is Carla Ramelli. Um, and she reported that when she arrived, he was trembling and visibly shaken from the ordeal. Um, she found Miss Smith Fields, which Lauren, lying on her back on the bedroom floor. Miss Smith, stop giving me that look. Miss Smith Fields wasn't breathing and she had dried blood in and around her right nostril. According to the police report, which also noted that she had $1,345 in cash was found in her apartment. In the apartment, a pill and bloody bed sheets was okay, also found. Question. Yeah, go ahead. Didn't he say he, she was on her right side? Yes. Now the cops find her on her back? And on the floor. And on the floor on her back. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, no. Something's wrong here. Okay. So my thing is, I want to know, did he decide, like, while he was on the phone, did they say, hey, you know, lay her on a hard surface and try to do CPR? No one is saying what was said in the phone call. Um, and that's okay. where we also were going to, I want to see if they end up giving an update of what the call entitled. Like what was said in that nine one one call, you know? Okay, but I have I have a follow up to that. Not sure. a follow up question, but a follow up comment. If he was so specific to say that she was in the bathroom for ten to fifteen minutes, that he woke up to use the bathroom at three a.m., he woke back up at six thirty a.m. Why didn't he say, yeah, the reason she's on the floor is because nine one one told me to start CPR. He was so specific until that point. And then, oh, the cop just found her on the floor. On her back. No, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I just... I, until we get yeah, that 911 tape, it's like there are going to be chunks missing. There's going to be things that we're going to be like, well, what happened there? Why are we... You know, like exactly how we are right now. You know? Yeah. Um, so definitely, those yeah. that recording is going to be very helpful in also figuring out what's going on. Because if his voice is calm on the nine one one call, but he's trembling when the responding officer comes, that's going to be an issue, you know. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a yeah. Um. So. Let's go ahead and continue. So, Chantel um, Fields, which is Lauren's mom, she's she hasn't heard from her daughter, you know, all day on December 12th. And she's like, you know, texting her, are you okay? Please let me know. Um, so, her texts and her phone calls went unanswered. Um, 
So on the evening of December 13, she and her son went to Lauren's apartment in Bridgeport, Connecticut and found Um so they found a note on the door and the note read if you're looking for Lauren call this number and so she called and waited by the car um and soon the landlord came down the stairs so miss fields she starts panicking and choking back tears because you're like wait what happened to my child why do i got to contact you to know what where my child's at you know um so then she says all i could do was just stand there like i was frozen i could not believe what he was telling me that my baby was gone so as a mother i too would be like what like rewind tell me that in the simplest terms because apparently i'm not understanding your language and we're not understanding languages because my child should not be gone you know my whole thing is why is the landlord telling her and not the police you're supposed to notify next of kin that's like number one thing in the murder investigation good point okay good point um, so the landlord gave them the number for a detective um, who told her son in a phone call that um, Lauren, who was 23 years old, had been on a bumble date with an older man before she died. But the detectives provided little additional information, um, as told by Lauren's mom, and then hung up abruptly during the subsequent... Subsequent. Subsequent phone call. <laughs> I can't talk today. Um, so the family had to beg the detective to collect evidence found in the apartment, um, says their lawyer. The detective also told the family not to worry about the man who'd been there that night, saying that he was a really nice guy. The blank... What do you mean now? The last person that, that saw my daughter alive and not worry about him because I don't give a shit who he is. And why do I have to beg you to investigate and oh Lord. This is already pissing me off. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so she then the mom states, my son talked to him and he was asking him what happened. Cor uh Cornyn said that he that she went with a white guy she met a white guy on Bumble. Don't worry about that. He is a really nice guy. So the detective's last name, as you can tell, is Cornyn. Um and he's just like, Don't worry, this guy is a nice guy. Like, come on. He called 911 for your daughter. I'm sorry. I don't care if the guy called 911. I don't care if he called, you know, the armed forces, you did not inform me. He did not, you know, at least like grab her phone and say, hi, are you Lauren's mom? Um, well, I, I, I got some really bad news at least to tell you. Like no one has communicated with her to let her know that her child passed away, you know, on the 12th. 
you know, she has to wait a whole day later to find out her child passed away by no. the landlord of the facility. Not cool. No. No. So, the medical examiner announced um, that Monday that her cause of death was acute intoxication due to the combined effects of phenylene promethazine, hydrazine, and alcohol. So they're trying to put it that this was an accidental death due to the mixture of the medication and the alcohol. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 time out, time out, time out. Time out. Did, wait, that first word is fentanyl. First yeah. off. Yeah, fentanyl. I said that. Fentanyl. That was the one that got, I got correct. That everybody else, I got messed up. But I got that one right. No. Wait, but fentanyl is like they put in drugs. Like, they mix, nowadays they're mixing marijuana with fentanyl to get you a little bit higher. And ends up killing you. Okay. But my point is not even that. Didn't he just say that all they had was tequila and mixers? Yes. Where the heck does other pills came from? Or this other. I'm going to. Well, I know fentanyl is definitely a drug. Or at least something that they mix with drugs, I should say. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, they're also they they also try to put it that she she had to have taken drugs when she was in the bathroom right. for that ten to fifteen minutes, which I think that if he is let's just say if he is guilty, right? He needs to have it where there's a time lapse. Where he's supposedly not there next to her, seeing what she is doing. So that's, I feel that that's why he says, oh, well, she was in the bathroom for 10 to 15 minutes. She must have doing, been doing those drugs that you find in her body. And, I, and I'll bet you anything is that they were doing those drugs together. But that's if they were doing drugs together. If what they were doing drugs, right. What about the old-fashioned date rape? Could be. Because my thing is, why, if she fell asleep, would you go and sleep next to her and not just go home? And who's to say that he actually just slept next to her? Exactly. I could, he could go and wake up and realize, oh, she dead. Shoot. And then get dressed, call 911, and be like, okay, you know, what do I do? Yeah. You know? I was thinking that some, I, when I first started reading this, I thought uh, somebody came in and killed her or whatever. He's looking guilty about the moment now. True. So, um, so Lauren's family, they say they were told by the detectives to stop calling. 
What? I'm not stopping calling. They were told to stop you calling. Answer, <laughs> so the family said the man was the last known person to see Lauren alive, which they have a point there. He's the last person to see her yeah. alive. Why can't we know what was what happened? You know? Right. Um police said they do not suspect foul play and have not named him as a person of interest. I can understand maybe, 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 you know, she decided one day to try something and it it backfired on her. I can understand that. As a young kid, we all try to do something. Well, not me. I, I'm just like the most um, worried Nelly, and I'd rather not do anything. Um, but, you know, nowadays, a lot of kids, they'll try something once. You know, and see how it feels, and then just like if they don't like it, back it off. You know, but I cannot see somebody who is so driven, driven to success, put a foreign, yeah, a foreign substance into her body. Like she is drinking, you know, organic teas, teas that are herbals. Um, she is working out daily. She is. Like, she is a, a health nut, you know. She is doing what she is set out to do, which is promote physical um, appearance and show you that being physically fit is going to lead you to a healthy life um, and whatnot. So I'm just like, I don't see her doing drugs just for the hell of it, you know? Yeah, I mean... That something something is not right um i was also looking up those three things yeah and um fentanyl chromatazine and the high whatever the other one was hydroxine is usually found Vaccine? together in opioids no i got a question and when you mix opioids and alcohol they can lead to a deadly um, combination. Um, right, and they also cause drowsiness and all that. So maybe he used an opioid drug to knock her out. So, so my thing is, what if she did go to the bathroom for 10 to 15 minutes? Mm -hmm. And in those 10 to 15 minutes, he says, hey, I'm going to make us a drink. And now, can these can these um drugs, the opioids, can it come into like a capsule where you can open it? I don't know. Um, that I don't know. So what I'm thinking is either he already pre-crushed it or he, if it wasn't a capsule... He already took the caps where they would be easy just to pour it in and mix it in with her drink. That is where I'm like, okay, um, because she really wasn't doing anything that day from what most people were saying. Um, so for her to just like say, okay, I'm tired. You know, I think it was more of um there had to be something. There had to be more to this story, and I feel that he should be a person of interest 
just with the fact that he was the last person to see her alive. He was the last person to be with her. And he slept in her bed when most people would just be like, okay. Like, most people will wake you up and be like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna leave since you're sleeping, you know? Yeah. Um, or if he wanted to be a nice guy and leave her sleeping, fine. But he could, you know, get the fudge out. Why did he sleep in her bed? That, I mean, I think that's the biggest clue that he did something. And I'm, I'm, what I'm trying, the questions that I have in my mind right now, um, before I say that, um, opioids can come in many forms, including tablets and capsules. So, yes. Okay. So he could have crushed um, it or opened it. He could have, he could have had already pre-crushed or he found the capsule and put it in her gym. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He he's he's looking more and more suspicious. I, my thing about him being so specific about times that he woke up, how long she was in the bathroom, and I mean, like, who's who's gonna drink that tea and be as organized as she is and be a pill popper? Let's say I'll say like that. That don't compute in my head. No, they you, don't compute in You wouldn't be it able to combine it. That he tried to drug her, mm-hmm. and it's a pain medicine that's going to knock you out, put you out for the night. Anybody that has taken any of those drugs by a doctor, the way it's supposed to be, knows that you're going to go night night for a while. So it's easy, once you out, it's easy to, if you want to rape her, nobody knows. I mean, we just kind of coming to our own conclusions here, but it's quite, I mean, that makes more sense than, oh, somebody, she just ended up dead because she was in the bathroom for 10 to 15 minutes. Well, in an article I read, um, mm-hmm. there was also a condom found. Yeah. Now, they don't say whether DNA was taken from it. They don't say whether... It was, you know, his. So nothing's really being said when it comes to that. So that's why I'm like, this is still an ongoing case. So, um, yeah. But when the family went to go look in the house, that's when they found, you know, besides blood on the bed sheets, you know, and a pill. Okay. They also okay. had found, they also had found, um... Uh, a condom, and they were like, okay. "Well, um, what's going on?" You know. So yeah, my my thing with the with the condom being added, two things come to mind, and I know we're not gonna get the answers. But it's just questions I have. Yeah. I, we got to remember that the detective in charge of this case said, he's a nice guy, don't worry about him. So I'm going to guess that he wasn't drug tested and I'm going to guess that he would know DNA was taken from him. I, I'm going to assume the same because from all articles that I have read, um, it does not show any way or form that that information was taken, that, you know, 
all that was taken from him. So I'm guessing they just went right. by his word and said, oh, okay, well, you're a really nice guy for calling 911. You know, yeah. sorry for making it sound like I'm, I'm mocking it, but honestly, that's how I feel right now towards this detective where it was just basically, you know, oh, well, you, you do, that was a nice work of art that you did. You know, you called 911. Yeah. We're good now. You're a good guy. You should get a ghost star. Sorry, and we're not in kindergarten. I'm sorry? I said, sorry, we're not in kindergarten. Ghost stars does not come yeah. around. And things are supposed to be done by the book. And this case was not. No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on my, um, how you call it? I'm going to go speak up for the the, the African Americans that are that I that I, I am part of because I'm Puerto Rican. Um, I bet you that the cop was the detective was white, mm -hmm. and because the guy was the the boyfriend or whatever the date was white, and he was it was nine one he did the nine one one call, and he was so terrified and trembling when they came in. We have to believe him. Instead of doing their damn job and getting all the evidence, and especially what pissed me off the most, and I know you're going to continue here mm -hmm. so far, is that the family had to beg him, beg him, the detective, for evidence. Like, what? Do your job. That's your job. Do it. Yeah. Um, so, also, before her, her cause of death was revealed, um, Darnell Crossland, who is the family's, um, attorney, he said that one month later, there was still no developments, um, and so basically, there was no, there was nothing really saying, oh, well, we discovered this, like, there was no new information, no new evidence coming out a month later from her death. A month later, from the release of her autopsy. Like, what? You have a pill. You have, you know, blood on the bed. And from a picture I saw, that is more than... Like, I get, I get frequent nosebleeds. And because my blood is very thin... I bleed a lot, but I cannot produce as much blood as was shown in that one picture. Mm. Not from my nostril. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, hmm. Yeah, something something is not right in Denmark here. It, it's something something smells fishy here. And. In a month, so a month after she was pronounced dead, yeah, DNA test DNA is obsolete as far as you can't get none. Whatever was there is not usable anymore because they probably didn't process it right away. And if you did process the DNA, you would have had results by a week later, depending how quickly you rushed it. Yes, it would not take. A month at the longest. True. Last time I checked, it's about seven, seven to fourteen days, or seven to ten days, something like that. 
So my thing, slow process. Yeah. But my thing is with any death, from what I understand is that any death you are supposed to go and treat it as it's a, it's a homicide scene until the medical examiner says it's not. Now, if it takes a month after her death for them to say, hey, this was an accident death, then why was all this information, all this evidence not processed? Because from what I understand, okay, is that every scene is supposed to be treated as if it was homicide until proven otherwise. And apparently they just made their own decisions without any, you know, hey, well, this could be something else. Um, so I'm going to continue. Yes. Okay. Um, so also the lawyer said he vowed to file a lawsuit because their right, um, the family's rights was violated. Um, yes. He argued that Smithfields wasn't initially given the treatment she should have been given. Uh, weeks after her death, the family said a few updates provided by the authorities on Sunday on uh, the 23rd of January would have been her 24th birthday. They were joined by friends, commun- community members, and activists as they marched to the Bridgeport mayor's office, demanding that something be done. They had a cake saying happy birthday to her. They released pink and red balloons into the sky. You know, um, and then following that march, the mayor, Joseph P. Gannon, made what appeared to be his first substantive remark about the case. He confirmed an earlier statement by the police department that the handling of Mrs. Smithfield's death was being investigated by the Office of Internal Affairs. A spokeswoman for the police said that the detectives who had spoken to the family, Kevin Cornyn, Cornyn, had been moved off the case. The mayor's statement... So then um, the attorney says that the mayor's statement um, is a step in the right direction. The city is liable for the behavior of its police department and its officers. He is pleased that the the mayor has accepted the liability publicly, but has apologized, you know, and that he had apologized to the families for the suffering they have endured. Um, Also, the mayor says... You know, the death notification should be known, should be done in a manner that illustrates dignity for the deceased and respect and compassion for the family. Um, Mrs. Fields Smith, which Lauren's family says they plan to sue the mayor, the police chief and several detectives. They filed a notice of intention last week. I agree with the applause. So, um, they they had um, served the notice of intention last week, arguing that the police department violated the Civil Rights Act by failing to provide Lauren and her family due process. Mm-hmm. While the mayor's sentiments may show progress, Crossland says 
he is still pursuing a lawsuit on behalf of Smithfield's family for punitive damages. Punitive, yes. Punitive. My bad. I'm sorry. That's okay. So, in response to the medical examiner's finding, the Bridgeport Police Department opened a criminal investigation into her death. Seriously? So now, now, we're going to open up. Okay. A little too late if you ask me. Exactly. This should have been done from the jump. From the beginning, right. Exactly right. So the Bridgeport Police Department continues to treat... Um, so hold on. I, I just lost myself. Sorry. Hold on. So just to let you guys know that more than 1,350 people died from a drug overdose... In Connecticut in 2021 according to the state the data so um and fentanyl 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 sorry I'm sorry guys I don't mean to I'm not trying to be like laughing about the case I'm laughing about myself and the fact that I'm, I'm I know these words and I'm messing up and I'm just like come on Sam put it together uh, so this drug was the most common drug involved in all of those cases, right. you know, so the Bridgeport police department continues to treat the untimely death of Lauren as an active investigation, um, says the chief of police, Rebecca Garcia, um, and then Crossland, Dar Darnell Crossland, um, the family lawyer, he believes that the criminal investigation should have been opened as soon as Miss Smithfields was found dead. So we all agree with him. Damn right. We all agree. Damn right. Yeah. I'm standing by him 100% because this this lawyer, he knows his facts. He's doing what he got to get done. You know? Right. So he also states, we thought from the beginning that there was, that there was foul play there. Um, right. So he also adds... That when you launch an investigation, that investigation must start with and include the last living person that reported the death of the other person. Matthew, yeah, where are you? Mm -hmm. um, the slow response from the law enforcement and delay news coverage of the death of Miss um, Smithfields, who, let's remember, is a black female. Okay. Or as I like to put it, she's from the inner city um, that is not considered the privileged. Because, I'm sorry, right. but unless you're white, it's like, who are you? You know, we should right. be over that. We should be over that. But people are, are still doing this whole, you know, if you're Latin or you're um, African American, it's like, mm, you can wait online. You know? Yeah, correct. Cool. Um, so... They and then it has renewed the whole conversation around missing white woman syndrome, a phase coined by the PBS anchor Gwen Ifill nearly two decades ago that described the attention paid to white women who appear to be in harm's way while black women in similar situations are often ignored. Mm -hmm. Um, which also goes for indigenous indigenous woman as well um mm -hmm. so after the gabby petito case um 
This is a remark coming from Daniel Slack Sackoff, an assistant professional of criminal justice in at Sacramento State University. She states that after the Gabby Potato case, she felt just for the from her perspective that we were starting to see more equitable equitable coverage. Um Petito, who was the twenty two years old white woman who went missing last September and was later found to have been strangled to death. Her case had the media like transfixed, like everything you looked at there she was, you know. Um, but then Lauren's case happened and you know, she saw that really that really it was the family and social media that was keeping the case going, that they were keeping the interest going, um, and it was disappointing. You know, the family deserved the space to grieve and the and instead they are in this you know, in this case they're trying to get the justice for her instead, you know. Um, yeah. Bumble also is working alongside the authorities in the investigation, but it does not uh, initiate them. So they're going to go ahead. If the investigators want the information, they'll give them whatever they need. The spokesman for the That's company. Normal. Yeah. The spokesman for the company, he even said, you know, law enforcement had not requested user data in the case as of thursday afternoon yeah yeah so a lot of information is just sitting there waiting for the cops to come pick up basically you know mm-hmm. as the circumstances around lauren's untimely death are still under investigation um the com- company's chief executor whitey wolf heard um wrote in his instagram that as the circumstances around Lauren's untimely death are still under investigation, their company has offered their full support to Lauren's family as well as the Bridgeport Police. Um, Maria Peria, Peraria, a city council member who represents Miss Smith's Fields just District, wondered how the police department would treat a wealthy white woman. A, Hold on. Let me rephrase it. Would treat a wealthy white mother and father who lost their 23 years old daughter, particularly if the last person had been with a 37 years old black man she had met on a dating app. So basically, reversing. Totally different. Exactly. So, 100% different. So she even says, she's like, I believe wholeheartedly this would have never happened if it was an affluent white family's daughter. So the hashtag, hashtag Lauren Smith Fields has been viewed more than 27 million times on TikTok. In videos about the case, amateur sleuths have tried using the police report to piece together what happened and have encouraged viewers to call both Bridgeport Mayor's office and police department. They lambast national media outlets for not covering Mrs. Smith's field's death sooner. Her friends have used the platform to post videos of Miss Smith Fields showing her smiling, dancing, and joking around. Um, they even, um, one person commented saying, sometimes when things get reported, you forget that a person had a whole life beyond what 
happen to them. So even the rapper Cardi B tweeted about Lauren's case as well. She wrote, Connecticut, you have failed that young lady. Um, as of right now, um, Lauren's family hopes that the investigation will provide some clarity about what happened to her. In the meantime, they're replaying their memories. Um, Miss Fields recall the mommy-daughter days when they would go to the nail salon and get their nails done, where Lauren would always be opting for acrylic nails with in intriguing um designs basically like really cool designs being honest they're like awesome to us i know like nowadays they cost about like almost five to ten dollars a finger to get really cool mm -hmm. designs and i'm like uh um and then on just to let you guys know on february 1st um a representative of the bridgeport police department mistakenly told rolling stone that detective angel lano's had retired amid the investigation. That story was corrected um, to state that it was Sergeant Miguel Morales who retired. Lana re remained on administrative leave. So those are two also people who were involved in this case. And basically what they're doing is anybody that was involved in the case in the beginning who failed to do their job um, is basically either on administrative leave or are being told go for your early retirement now before it's going to hit the fan you know which i think in a way i understand in another way i'm like dude seriously shouldn't you be charged for something because you're not you know you're denying this child her rights to a fair you know investigation yeah um so def so definitely um with this case i'm definitely going to go ahead and on all our social media we're going to put you know hashtag lauren smith fields so that way it gets more word out and more knowledge of what's going on um like i said i only went by what information was given in so far in the media because as as of right now there's not much um, information being put out there and this this young lady needs that coverage needs to be her story needs to be told you know yeah yeah um i agree with with the um congresswoman i believe or i believe it was congresswoman that said if it was a white if it was a white woman that was uh council in a, in a date black, i'm sorry she was city council I'm sorry, city councilwoman, um, that if it was a white woman that was dating a black man that ended up dead, um, just like the Petito case that got national media attention mm -hmm. for not one day, for weeks until it was resolved, um, that's the same thing that should have happened in this case. I think that the um, Bridgeport, Connecticut Police Department was completely inept in doing their jobs and they should be all fired and i hope that the family gets multi-million dollar um punitive damages on this case because the landlord should be the last person to tell you that your daughter died yep Most first definitely. thing the cops should like 
they didn't do anything in the state, apparently. We'll find out more as it, it did happen in 2021. As everybody knows, COVID is still going strong, unfortunately, and courts are still closed. So that's probably why we're not getting the answers that we should have gotten already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would have definitely, I would have done the same thing. I would have sued as for as much money as I can get because they failed my daughter and they failed us. And when a landlord has to tell me what happened to my daughter instead of the police, that's a problem. So, okay. No, no. I mean, that's, that's all I had to say about it. I mean, it, it, it is aggravating and it kind of pissed me off because no family should be begging any detective or police officer to mm -hmm. get evidence on their daughter's case. So, I mean, again, I, I got a weird, I got a weird feeling that this guy is the culprit and he's been free for this long. Yeah. Too long if you ask me. Most definitely. And the fact of the matter is, um, are we still able to get in touch with him? Or is it not that we, but you know, is he still around or did he, did he go, you know, because he basically if was he told, good. If he did it, I mean, I'm not a criminal, nor do I pretend to be, but if it was me, I'll be in France somewhere, somewhere where you can't extradite me. True. That is true. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I'm not going to stay around to see, you know, because you now it's, it's going to be, it's, FBI should be in charge, you know, should start getting involved in this case sooner or later. Yeah. They usually wait for the criminal case to finish first, but that's going to be a big, a bigger deal at the end. So well, most definite. Um, so if you guys want to comment on it, you can go ahead and comment on our Instagram at murderous underscore intentions underscore podcast. Or if there's a case that you want to hear that the media has not been nice enough to let anybody else know about it, you can email us at murderousintentions21 at gmail.com. Or you can always tweet us any ideas, cases, or questions at MI True Cry Podcast. Thank you guys um, for listening in on another week. And let's hopefully that Lauren gets her justice that she so deserves. Um, a young life, you know, took in way too damn fast, you know. And she had, she was very motivate, motivated, you know, person. She, you can tell. Driven, yeah. yeah. Driven, motivated. She, she definitely was a type. It was a type that was gonna be very successful in this world, and she should have died the way she died. I totally agree. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, that has been all. Um, if you know something, say something. All yeah. right, guys. Well, I'm gonna say bye. Hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Bye, bye. See you next week. Bye.